You're listening to Heathen here on the Modern Punk Podcast. This is taken from their new album, Empire of the Blind. It's their first single, The Blight. This week on the Modern Punk Podcast, I will be talking with singer and songwriter Craig and Lum about what it took to bring this album together, the decades-long gap that they've had between albums and how that's becoming a bit of a habit. And we're also going to be looking about how COVID-19 has changed the way people think about music. I'm Sebastian Mackay, and you are on the More Than Punk podcast. Hey, I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time to um, chat with me this afternoon. Well, it's the morning for me. I'm guessing it's the afternoon for you, right? It is uh, It is evening. We just ate dinner, and I'm about to watch the evening football game right oh, after. Oh, very nice. So, it's so yeah. just, I'm in the UK, so it's just turned 12.30 a.m. for me. Which oh, is okay. Cool. All right. Cool. Um, so, like, I've only got 20 minutes with you, and I want to, like, not chew up too much of your time. So I'm just going to dive straight into it, if that's all good with you. Yeah, no no worries. Because um, I know some of this stuff you guys have been sitting on for, like, six or seven years, right, for the new album. So how do you, like, when you're writing that music, you know there's going to be a bit of a delay. Are you ever worried that it's going to come out and you're going to be sort of too disconnected from the songs or you're not going to feel like they're relevant anymore? Um, no, not really. I mean, I'm really picky when I write. Um, mm. and you know, like I, I, I guess if I'm not happy with it, I won't even send it to the other guys. So, um, you know, I mean, we, we had these, we've had probably half the album, um, more or less since like 2012, 2014. Um, and, you know, there was only, there was one song that really needed um, some revision. And I went back and I sort of tore the song apart and, and rewrote it um, and rewrote the lyrics completely. Um, some of the other songs, like our latest single, Sun in My Hand, that was didn't change, like not even a note, really. Um, so, uh, you know, I mean... I guess with I guess our approach to writing is that we want to write stuff that's relatively timeless anyway. Um, we don't want to do something that's so specific to a moment um, that that it becomes dated, you know, the year after or whatever. Uh, so, you know, um, of course, um, you know, of course, if we felt that something sort of didn't didn't meet the standard or we were disconnected from it or whatever. I mean, we wouldn't have included on, on the record. There, there was one song that, that didn't get included. It wasn't, wasn't really finished. Um, but you know, like I said, I, I guess we, we have a, a, you know, kind of a, a, a tight filter to get through in terms of quality level. Um, this band is released, you know, relatively small amount of music and we want every bit of it to be as, as good as it can be. Yeah, right. Because I was reading the press release, and obviously you guys talk about how the band's uh, the album, sorry, is about social issues and and that sort of thing. I mean, 2014, depending on who you ask, is sort of when the world started to like turn on its head, right? So, keeping in mind the timelessness that you just talked about, is there a sort of moment where you're having this kind of inspiration, and we're, we're all going through these events? And then you're thinking, okay, how is this going to translate into, you know, music that's going to last a long time? Um, yeah, I mean, in terms of the lyrics, you know, the, the, the stuff that we talk about 
it, it is stuff that really has happened since the dawn of civilization, you know, with the in terms of the social issues and propaganda and things like that. It's nothing new. It's sort of just that there's a new delivery method for it, which is mm-hmm. in the Internet and social media and everything. So, um, you know, I mean, in, in, in that way, I mean, these are sort of timeless issues that we're discussing anyway um, in terms of the social stuff. It's just that there's sort like I said, there's just sort of a, a different, um, you know, there's sort of a different um, delivery method for it. And, I, you know, some of this like one of the social political kind of songs is called The Gods Divide. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of uh, metaphors in there that are sort of about divide and conquer, you know, military strategy kind of thing. But ultimately, it's. Um, it, it was written, the lyrics for that were written in 2014. Um, and, and so it's relevant to what's happening now in, in the United States where our po- politicians um, and our two political parties are trying to divide the country in order to win the election. Um, but, it, it, you know, it was written far before <laughs> any of that stuff happened. So, you know, uh, some of the other songs are... are um, the lyrics were written more recently, like The Blight and Empire of the Blind. Um, even Dead and Gone is sort of a s- social concern. Um, but, you know, it, it, like I said, we just try and try and, and write the, the music and the lyrics so that it, it, it has legs, you know, and it can, it can stand on its own for, for a period of time. We don't want to get locked into anything that's sort of, uh, you know, going to go away. Everything's so short-term memory these days anyway with social media, so. Do you feel like you're predicting the future? Because, I mean, obviously you mentioned the songs that uh, were r- written in 2014 are relevant now with the sort of divide and conquer mentality. Like, are you, are you the guys that are doing this to us? Uh, no, certainly not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, we're we're really just observers. I mean, that's the only way I can can describe it. We're observing what's happening. And um, we have, you know, for those particular lyrics and there, we have concerns over what's going on in the world. We don't necessarily have a solution, um, mm-hmm. but we want to pay, wake people up to, um, to some of the things that maybe are happening that they, that they're not aware of, you know? Um, and, it, and if they can take anything away from it, cool. Um, there are also, you know, some, more personal lyrics on the record, um, Sun in My Hand, uh, Shrine of Apathy, you know, songs even in black to a certain extent. Those are all more more personal in nature. So, I mean, there's a little, a little bit of everything. You know, you get a lot of variety with a heathen record, not just the music, but also the lyrics. And, and the band has kind of always done that. Mm. Yeah. So can you talk me through, like, how do you choose um, your angle, I suppose is the, is the right word, when you're looking at, you know, being an observer and bringing awareness to people? I mean, there's a lot going on in the world, right? So how do you sort of filter down what's important to you and, and mix those in with the personal songs that don't talk about those kinds of things? Well, I mean, it, you know, it, it, it's I guess it's we're, we're the writers. So it's whatever bothers us, you know, or or, is, or or that we're seeing that that is the most concerning to us. You know, um, there, the other thing is when we write these lyrics, um, at least when I write the lyrics, I like I like to write them in a way where they can be in, interpreted in multiple ways. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, it's better. It, 
that it's not so specific that a fan can only read it one way and can't connect with it. Um, if it can be interpreted in many ways, then it gives people that have different views or different ideas or whatever uh, that, that they can all connect with it. And I think that's kind of important. I mean, music is, music is entertainment. And so uh, we don't want to be the, the people that are shoving ideas down your throat. We, we want to be there as a, a, you know, a, a prism to reflect what's going on in the world. Um, and to and to reflect the concerns that people have one on one side of of the fence or the other, you know, in terms of the issues that we're talking about. So uh, I don't know if that answers your question, but um, that, that's that's kind of how we how we view things and and yeah, when we're writing. Yeah, for sure. It's interesting too for me. Like you've been doing this a really long time. How has having a platform like this and obviously interacting with the way that the bands do shaped you as a person and, and the way you think about songwriting? Um, well, I mean, it, you know, songwriting for me, um, the most important thing is that I have to be happy with it. Um, I don't want to make anything and put it out into the world unless I think it's good. Um, so while there are a lot of bands that kind of just churn out music so they can go back out on tour, um, Heathen doesn't do that. And I think that that's kind of the, one of the reasons why the bands had so little output is because we have such a, a sort of high quality bar, <laughs> um, or high bar for the quality. Um, and, and, you know, so, I mean, we ultimately, we write for ourselves and that's why we don't, um, follow the rules of thrash metal all the time. We'll do a ballad if we want to do a ballad and we'll do a fast song if we want to do a fast song or a heavy song or uh, whatever it might be. Um, you know, thrash metal shouldn't have any rules and music shouldn't have any rules and there should be variety and ups and downs on a record. So we just write what comes from the heart and, you know, and, and try to make the best song that we can so that we're happy with it. And and then just we we hope that, you know, people like it. That's all you can do as an artist. I mean, you have to create. Otherwise, if you're just trying to create something you think people want, then, you know, it could work or it could backfire. <laughs> so we just write what we think is good, what, what we think is good. Do you think that's what's given Heathen its staying power? Because, I mean, when you're coming 10 years off the last record and the one before that, I know there was, a, there was a long break. And like you said, there's a lot of bands out there playing a lot of music and writing a lot of music. You've got to be able to um, sort of, I suppose, cut through each time, right? Find a new audience and, and connect with people in a different way. So do you think that what you've just talked about is what gives the band that power to keep doing that? Um, I mean, I, I think we're blessed with incredibly patient fans. Um, that's for one, um, you know, most, uh, most bands they're you know, I mean, if they, they put something out every 20, 10 years, like we do, I mean, we really, we really have to kind of start over every time. It's not, it's not like we are able to gain momentum and keep going. And, and truthfully, it's never our intention for it to be that long in between records. Um, you know, we've we've sort of been uh, the band has sort of been a victim of bad timing in a lot of ways. You know, Victims of Deception was an amazing record. I was a 
just a fan at that point. But when it came out, I was, it, I thought it was amazing. And it, it really um, didn't get the credit that it deserved because um, it, it came out at such a bad time for melodic metal. Um, and there's, you know, I have to say that the band is melodic because we have a melodic singer, you know, and most thrash bands don't. So um, in a way that sort of hindered the band's progress. Um, and, you know, Lee joined the groups and was playing industrial music for a long time with them. And then the band kind of got back together and it took a long time to, um, to get enough songs and a, and a stable lineup to do the third record. And, you know, I mean, even again, after that, we, we toured for three years and we were ready, you know, I had half a record written and ready to go. And then I got asked to play with Exodus. So it, it, you know, and I was just super busy for five years. And so was Lee. We were both doing that. So unfortunately it's just, that's kind of just been the way things have played out, but you know, we really hope to have another record out um, in a much shorter time frame. I can, you know, I can tell you, I already have some music and lyrics and stuff written. Um, and we'd love to, to kind of, for once in the band's career, sort of um, get another record out and sort of keep the momentum going. Um, it would be, uh, we would shock the world, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Can I vote to that? Uh, well, you know, we're we're really going to do our best. I mean, uh, my commitments with playing with Exodus are up. Um, I still work with them on the management side. Um, but, you know, uh, I would love to just get another record going. And if if touring is difficult next year, as I imagine that it will be, um, then, you know, uh, we're just going to start start to work on on another one. Um, I don't think we should stop the momentum just because the world stopped so to speak mm. i've been kind of dancing around wanting to ask you the coronavirus question because i feel like you've probably been asked it like ten thousand oh, okay. times I, on this cycle but who it, knows I am... maybe i'll give you a different answer than everybody else <laughs> <laughs> i hope so um I, because I, I am interested in how it changes the way that you think about uh, releasing music not necessarily writing it, but thinking about how you're going to interact with your fans and how you're going to make sure people know about it beyond kind of what you do with, you know, publicity and nuclear oh, blast yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, it's, it's an, it's definitely a challenge. I mean, we're, we're in uncharted waters right now trying to figure out how we are going to continue promoting the record. Um, we could have held it until next year, but um, I mean, you know, we made our fans wait 10 years. We didn't want to have, we didn't want to sit on it and not do anything all year long. Um, I think there are a lot of bands that have held their albums. They finished around the same time that we did or whatever, that they're holding their albums until next year, but there's no guarantee that they're going to be able to hit the ground running next year like they think. And then what's going to happen with their record? So, um, you know, we're, we're trying to think outside the box a little bit in terms of how to promote it. Um, I think that, you know, I would say all of us except Lee, who doesn't have social media and has no interest in social media. Um, the rest of the band, uh, is on Facebook, um, and, you know, Instagram and communicating with the fans. And, uh, we have a, a, a heathen group on Facebook where sort of the more hardcore fans, um, 
uh, are posting on a regular basis. And we just really do our best to sort of stay in communication with the with the fans. Um, I run the band's web web store sort of out of my house. Um, so I'm communicating with with people when they're placing orders and stuff. Um, you know, we're, we're going to continue to think outside the box in terms of how we promote the record for the next you know few months when we can't tour. Um, we're probably going to do some more videos. Um, they won't necessarily be the, uh, you know, music video in the way that sort of everybody thinks of them or performance videos or anything like that. But we're just going to do anything that we can to sort of keep the, you know, keep the promotion going and remind people that this record's out and, you know, that there are a lot of good tracks from it from them for them to check out. That's all we really can do. Yeah, well, I'm going to wrap up with a sort of existential question, right? Because, like, outside of playing live shows and that sort of thing, I'm one of those people that feels like, even though we can't go to concerts, the purpose of music and the place of music has kind of been lifted in people's consciousness. You know, if you think about, like, being going through all this stuff and having music as that sort of constant companion. Absolutely. Are you guys guys feeling that as well? I know the album's only been out a couple days, but what are you guys feeling that too? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, that was one of the reasons why when we had to make a decision of when we were going to release the album, I said, let's do it now. Uh, People need entertainment right now more than ever. And music is is an important thing. Um, You know, it can comfort people or keep them motivated or any number of things. And I think that that um, it's important for for all of us to remember what music, what music is for and why it gives us um, pleasure to listen, listen to something um, and why it can make us feel something. And uh, I think that that's incredibly important, especially during a difficult time like we're in right now. And, um, you know, I mean, it's, unfortunately it's too bad that um, while that is all true, uh, people still expect their music. Uh, I shouldn't say people. Many people still expect their music. They think it sh- should all be free. Um, and I think it, you know, for bands that can't tour, I mean, basically bands have become uh, traveling T-shirt salesmen, <laughs> uh, <laughs> lack of a better description, uh, because we really don't make that much money from playing, from from recording and and releasing music, which ultimately it's kind of strange because that's the product, but ultimately um, the the product doesn't make any money because everybody is able to stream the music for free. So you have to, you know, bands are, are store, sort of having to uh, find other ways during this time to make money. Um, you know, they're making all kinds of stuff like puzzles, and, you know, other other merchandise that we've never seen bands make before. Um, and, and it's sort of just this weird, like, I don't know, for lack of a better word, conundrum where, where the music is so important to us at a time like this, but it doesn't have enough importance, uh, for people to invest in it for the band, you know, and my, my concern is that if the touring, um, like if the lack of touring continues, um, there are going to be some of those bands where they just can't exist because they aren't making money or where the guys have to get a job 
you know, and put their music on the back burner or it becomes a hobby or let, you know what I mean? Like it's, mm. it's uh it's a concern. So yeah, I, it would be nice for people to think sort of as, I guess, as deeply as you're thinking about it. Um, and, and think about, um, sort of, you know, I, why we listen to music. I mean, I listen to music for various reasons, but mostly it's because I want to hear something that I can connect with, you know, in some way or another, it's really important. So, um, I hope that bands can get back to making real albums that have depth that, and stuff in it. I think we're seeing less of that over the years as streaming becomes sort of more, um, more and more prominent. Um, bands are paying less attention to the music they're making because they really just have to get something out so they can go back out and sell t-shirts. So um, it's just sort of a weird, strange situation that we're in, in terms of all of that. And I, I'd love to see bands get back to, to making something where you're just, you know, back in the eighties or whatever bands were competing every time they put out an album, they wanted to one up all the other bands in their genre, you know, and I, I don't see that these days. Dude, that's awesome. Thank you so much for taking some the time to chat and hang out with me. No, my pleasure. Thank you very much for the interview. All good. It was a good time. Good luck with the album. I mean, it's, I mean, I'm going to tell you it's awesome. I know you know it's awesome, but it is a killer album. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I'm just glad, I'm glad people are really enjoying it. That's, that's the most important thing for me. Awesome. Enjoy the football, dude. All right. Thanks. Take care. Bye-bye. That was my midnight chat with Craig and Lum, singer and songwriter of Heathen, the San Francisco Bay Area thrash legends, talking about their new album, Empire of the Blind. We've now got the first single from that album, The Blight, coming up next, and we'll be back next week here on the More Than Punk podcast. So make sure you hit that subscribe button, leave a review where you can, and tell someone that loves punk music.